Parashat Kisavo begins with the mitzvahs of Bikurim. Mitzvahs, there are actually several mitzvahs involved. In particular, there are two mitzvahs involved in bringing Bikurim. One is the bringing itself, and the other, counted as a separate mitzvah by the Rambam, is Mikra Bikurim, is reciting a formal declaration and acknowledgement of gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for taking us out of Mitzrayim, bringing us into the promised land, giving us our inheritance in the land. The Torah says, when you enter, when you enter Eretz Yisrael, you shall take the first fruits, called and you put them in a basket, you bring it to the base of Mikdash, you approach the Kohen, and you tell him, this is the beginning of Mikra Bikurim, you tell him, love, I am declaring today to Hashem, your God, I have entered the land, that Hashem has promised our fathers to give to us. The Kohen takes the basket, he places it before the altar, and then the Anisa of Amarta, then is the bulk of the Mikra Bikurim, then we say several Psukim. These Psukim are familiar to us because they constitute the central narrative theme of the Haggadah, Aramiya Vedavi, Vayerin Mitzrayma, Vayerayu Asana Mitzrayim, Vanitzakal Hashem Elokev Asenu, Vayotzenu Hashem Mitzrayim, Vayavienu Alamakam etc. That is Mikra Bikurim. Now, there are certain cases where normally, a normal case of Bikurim, where standard, typical case, you, you bring the Bikurim and you recite the Mikra Bikurim. There are, however, certain cases where Bikurim are brought and Mikra Bikurim is not recited. Mishnah Bikurim says, The following are cases in which Bikurim are brought, but we don't read Mikra Bikurim for various reasons. The first one is Hager, a convert brings Bikurim, the Mishnah says, but does not recite Mikra Bikurim. Why? Because that very first Pasuk, the first Pasuk says that you say, God has promised this land to, to, to our ancestors. The Ger can't say that, the Mishnah says, because he can't say, However, if on his if his mother is is Jewish, not a convert, then he then he is maybe Vikari. The Mishnah goes on the same way the Ger can't say Asher Nishba Hashem It's not his fathers. It's it's, it's Avrami Tzachin Yaakov. They're our fathers, not his fathers. Similarly, when he prays Yisrael, when a Ger is praying, so it depends if he prays it's privately. He says instead of Elokein he says Elokei Avos Yisrael, not Avos but God of the forefathers of Israel, not my forefathers. If he's in public, if Keshuv Beis when he's in the synagogue, there are other Jews around, then he can say Omer Elokei Avosechem, God of your fathers, because there are, there are the Jews present. Again, it might seem Israel if his mother was a native-born Jew, Omer Elokei Avosenu, then he could say Elokei Avosenu, because on his mother's side, at least, he descends from Jews. Somebody asked this question in Rabbi Mishnah. If his mother is Jew, he's not a Ger, he's a Jew. Why do we call him a Ger at all? If his yeah, mother's a Ger, he, does, he doesn't need conversion. Yes, yeah, yeah. so Dr. Makovas is pointing out, it's, it's odd that we would still call him a Ger if his mother, he might have had a Gentile father, but he's a bona fide Jew, he doesn't need real conversion, so he doesn't need conversion, so why would we call him Ger? Interesting question. Anyway, this is the position of the Mishnah, that a Ger cannot say 
cannot refer to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov as his fathers, because they're not his fathers. Biologically, they're not his fathers, even though he has joined the Jewish people. He cannot say, Elokein of Elokei There is a dissenting view. Right, right. We'll, we'll discuss that one soon as well. Yes, other brachas as well. There is a dissenting view. We actually don't pass him like this Mishnah. There is a dissenting view, and that is brought in the Yushalmi on this Mishnah. We don't have Bavli on Bikurim. Like, like most of Zeroim, there is no Talmud Bavli, but we have Talmud Yushalmi. Talmud Yushalmi says, Tani B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda, Ger Atmo Mevi Vikore. A Ger is Mevi, and he is Kore, not like the Mishnah. My Taima, Yushalmi says, why? I mean, it, it is a fact that biologically the Ger cannot assume that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are his ancestors. The, the, so the Yushalmi explains, because Hashem told Avraham, Ki av when he changed his name from Avram without the hay to Avraham with the hay, with the hay, Hashem explained, Ki av Avraham is Avhamon, that you are now the father of multitudes of nations. Previously, you were a father just to Aram, to, to, to Aram, the, the, the region of his birthplace. Now you are a father for all nations. What does that mean exactly? And how does that relate to Gerim? We'll discuss that soon. But to conclude the Yushalmi, Rabbi Shuban Levi, Amar Lach Rabbi Yehuda, Asuv Dukamed Rabbi Yehuda. A couple of, of Amaraim in the, in the Gemara said, we pass him like Rabbi Yehuda. So we have a mission that says that a ger cannot say Elokev Asenu, cannot say Asher Nishbal Asenu because, because the patriarchs were not his biological ancestors. We have a Bryce of Rabbi Yehuda and some Amoraim in the Yushalmi that say he could because somehow the Pasuk of Ki Avamon Satiha justifies his saying that. How do we paskin? Halacha Lamaisa? Tosfus, Tosfus and Baba Basra brings two opinions, Rabbeinu Tam and the Re. Rabbeinu Tam paskin like the Mishnah. We normally pass it like a Mishnah. Mishnah is usually authoritative. Rabbeinu Tam pass it like the Mishnah. And as you were saying before, Rabbeinu Tam extended this to other brachas as well. Rabbeinu Tam said, a ger can't do berchas azimah. Today, it's kind of moot, because today people say, everyone, who's, everyone who says benching, everyone, everyone who, who benches says benching himself. The Mazamin only says the first few verses. that says those introductory phrases, but everyone benches. Used to be often, I think, that only the Mazamin would recite the, the, the berchas azimah, and everyone would be yotze with him. Rabbeinu Tam said he shouldn't be the Mazamin, meaning he can't say the Berchus Amazon, the regular Berchus Amazon. He can't say Shen Chal Talavasenu Eretz That again, he can't say that phrase. And the Mishnah says he has to say Alakavos Yisrael and, and, and or Alakavos Echem. So Rabbeinu Tam said similarly, he cannot say regular Berchus Amazon either. Passing like the Mishnah. Ulari Nera the Rebalatosis Rabbeinu Tam's colleague said no. He could say Avaseinu, the Ger can 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 recite the Berchus Amazon. He can he can pray the same as the rest of us, because Mishnah. We don't pass like the Mishnah. You're right. According to the Mishnah, Rabbi Tam is right. We don't pass like the Mishnah. We pass like Rabbi Yehuda, as per the Yushalmi. We have Machlokas among the Balitosis, and perhaps the most famous discussion of all this is by the Rambam. Rambam discusses this Machlokas, this issue of, of how a Ger, whether a Ger is able to refer to the patriarchs as his ancestors. He discusses it in at least three different places. In his Pirish to the Mishnah, the Bikurim there, in his, in his Mishnah Torah, in Hilchus Bikurim, and then in a famous and very, very lovely letter he wrote to Eger, who asked him questions about, who asked him this question, how we should daven. 
In the Pirusha Mishnah, he says the Mishnah is very clear; it's self-explanatory. Except that we don't, uh, you know, we don't we, we don't pass like the Mishnah. We pass in like the Brisa, the Geri, the Yehuda, the Geri's maybe the Geri's maybe Why? Because the Pasuk says Ki Avman Gleim Nesaticha. And what does that mean? The Rambam says that, and that's why you can say Asher Nishpat Lavasenu in the context of Bikurim as well. Why? What does this mean? What is it Torah telling us? Avram is considered the father of the whole world because he taught them Emunah. He taught them faith. Rambam in Mishnah Torah also explains the same way. He says the Ger is maybe Vikore because of the the Brisa, the Avman Gemini Satikha. Avram is considered the father of the whole world, meaning those who choose to enter the shelter of the divine presence. So the Rambam and the Pirusha Mishnah and the Mishnah Torah understand when we say Avram is the father of the whole world, we mean he's a spiritual father. Those who chose to accept upon themselves monotheism, ethical monotheism, those who chose to accept the faith of the Torah, they are considered the children of Avram. They might not be his biological children, they are the spiritual children. Anyone who chooses to join the Jewish people and to accept the moon of the Jewish people is considered a, a father, a, a child of Avram, because Avram taught and promulgated the lessons of Amuna, and therefore he is a spiritual descendant of Avram Avinu. Not sure how that applies necessarily to Yitzchak and Yaakov. Maybe they also did this and followed the footsteps of Avram and taught Amuna. But either way, the, the Ushalmi and the Ramam focus on Avram, and they say anyone who accepts upon himself the accepts upon himself the 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 Amuna, the the doctrines and the, the the ideas of the Torah is considered a descendant of Avram Avinu. Third place, as I mentioned, the Rambam has a tshuva to a man named Rabbi Ovadia Ger Tzedek. This Rabbi Ovadia was, was apparently a Muslim convert. He was, a, he was born as a Muslim, Arab or other Muslim, and he converted to Judaism. And he, has, he, he posed several questions to the Rambam, several different questions, at least some of which related to his background as a Ger. And the, Rambam, the Rambam's letters to him are, are, are very lovely. They're the, the letters of the Rambam have to be understood on three levels. There are halachic questions the Rambam deals with, technical halachic questions, the Rambam has a posik. There are philosophical questions. The, 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 theme of, the theme of our talk tonight is to what extent Judaism is a religion of particularism, the specialness, parochialism, that Jews are somehow fundamentally different from other people. To what extent are we universalist? We believe everyone, every human being, can, can, can be special. Every human being ha, ha, has the same potential for holiness and spiritual, spiritual worth and value. And the third level is, as a, as a human being, as a, as a person, he relates to this Rabavadya with, with tremendous, with beautiful sympathy and, and compassion for the, some of the trouble or some of the, some of the discomfort he may have felt as being a, kind of a stranger in a strange land, being a convert to Judaism, didn't feel maybe totally at home, didn't feel like he belonged there entirely. And the Rambam's letters to Ravavadya, the two that we're going to look at tonight, operate on all three of these levels. The, the halachic questions, philosophical questions, and, and his personal uh, empathy with a, with a fellow human being, a fellow Jew. So the first Jew we're going to do is the one on this topic, that, that we're going to discuss is the one on this topic, that uh, what language is, is Aguirre justified in using? Can he refer to the patriarchs? As his fathers, and then we'll see another tshuva also to Rabbi Vadia Ger, which also relates to the status, which also has to do with Rabbi Vadia's status as a Ger. Here, so the Rambam writes, I got 
your questions. He, he, he has tremendously, uh, um, tremendously positive language, gracious language toward this Rabbi Avadia. He calls him Moranavar Abana Avadia, Hamaskil Hamaven, the one who understands and is perspicacious. That's the language of Rus, that they bless Rus, that uh, she, Hashem should reward her, uh, her, her generosity of spirit. From, you should receive your reward from God, for your recompense from God, that you have taken shelter under, his, under the divine presence. You asked about brachos and philos, whether you're praying by yourself or b'tzibur. Can you say, Can you say, you commanded us. You didn't command us. You commanded the Jews at Sinai. Huh? You're not a biological descendant. All these things refer to either God's choice of the Jewish people, which doesn't include the Ger. The, God didn't choose the Ger. The Ger chose God. That would be the argument. Or the ones that refer to the history, the antecedents of the Jewish people. The Ger does not descend from those uh, historical figures. And the bracha that we say, Megillah, Hanukkah, Hashem did Nisim for our ancestors. They weren't his ancestors. They were Jews, but not his ancestors. All these questions, all these questions that a Jew says in, in his various ritual observances, what does a Ger do when he encounters the, this language? Says the Rambam, ultimately, after going on for several paragraphs, the Rambam is going to finally mention the Mishnah Bikurim and the Brisa, and he's going to pass like the Rabbi Huda and the Brisa, as we saw in the Pirish Mishnah and the Mishnah Torah. But he begins by just telling Rabbi Avadi what he should do. You should say everything in the standard in the standard format with that do not change anything just as every Ezrach Mi Yisrael every, na- every natural born Jew prays and recites blessings you should do the same thing whether you're again Tfilah B'Yachid or Tfilah B'Tzibur exactly the same why? and here again he elaborates on his understanding of the Yushalmi what it means that Avram is the Avamon Gaim Iker Adavari says Avram Avinu taught the whole taught the, the Kol Ha'am the whole nation and he, and he gave them Seichel, and he taught them Dasa Emes, the, the true religion, and the unity of God. And he rebelled against the Vodazara, the original iconoclast, Bat Bavodazara, and, uh, and, and, and he refuted their, their service. And he brought many people, the Hichnis Rabbim Tachas Kanfe Ashkina, he brought many people close to the, to the divine, and he taught them, and he guided them, and instructed them, and he, and he commanded his family and his household. Lishmar Derech Hashem, as it says, Ki Yedatev L'manashe Yitzav as Banav as Beis Ha'achra B'shamru Derech Hashem L'fikach. Because Avram did did all these things, therefore it follows Kol Mishi Yisgayer itself Kol Adaros. Avram is not necessarily the father of the whole world. He's not the father of those who don't choose to to walk in his in his path. But anyone who is who converts itself Kol Adaros, anyone who accepts the true unity of God, as it's written in the Torah, of uh, is considered Talmido Shlavram Avinu Alaf Hashalom. And of his household, and he he brought all his household onto the right path, and just as he was machzir anshe dorobafiv limudo, just as he had an influence and he he guided those in his generation, so too he is considered to have brought close to Hashem all those in the future who will ever convert. That and he did that by the instructions he gave to his children, the Masorah he passed down. Nimta he says Avram Avinu Alavashalom who av lazaro akcherim. Therefore, this is all the, the omek, uh, the, the depth of the intention of the Yushalmi. Avram is considered the father of his descendants, Hakshayrim, Aholchim, Medrachav, and not just biological descendants, spiritual descendants, Lazaro Hakshayrim, to his descendants who are Hakshayrim, who are upright, who are, who are uh, 
who are good people, and a father to all his disciples and anyone who converts. Incidentally, this language that, that Avraham Avinu is considered the father of all those who convert, and particularly Zaro HaKshirim, so we know that a ger is often referred to as Ben Avraham Avinu. In, in, in a formal Jewish context, we, we don't refer to a ger as the son of his biological father, we refer to him as the son of Avraham Avinu. In a get, in a bill of divorce, so we typically write, we don't use family names, we typically use a person's name and his father's name for the man or the woman. So what do you write for a ger? So for a ger, we do one of two things. The post can say we either write Ploni Hager or we write Ploni Ben Avram Avinu. You don't write just Ploni Ben Avram because that might indicate that he's a Jew whose father's name was Avram, which he isn't. Ploni Ben Avram Avinu, everyone knows, even though we're all sons of Avram Avinu, but by writing Ben Avram Avinu, it's, everyone understands that we're referring to Hager. So which one do we write? Do we write Ben Avram Avinu or do we write, or do we write Ploni Hager? So there's a tradition from the Taras Gitin, Yaakov Larberbaum, I believe he says that it depends w- on whether the ger is behaving in a, in a, in a, in a way that brings credit that, that, that Avram Avinu is proud of him. If the ger is an ishkasher, observant, a fine person, we say ploni, we say ploni ben Avram Avinu. If he's not, if he relapsed his non-observance, if he's chazer l'suro, then we say ploni hager because we... Uh, because we don't, because it's not, it's not, we, we don't want to be miyachis this person, Tavram Avinu, if he's not Zaro Akshayr. It's the inverse of what the Rambam says. The Rambam says anyone who is Zaro Akshayrim is considered Ben Avram Avinu. If he's not Zaro Akshayrim, we're reluctant to call him Ben Avram Avinu. I once heard a talk from Rabbi Avram Sherman, a very distinguished Dayan in Eretz Yisrael. He, was ta- he, he himself got involved in some controversial Geras issues. He was criticizing. He became famous for taking a very hard line, criticizing the Geras of certain other Abanim, but he didn't feel he didn't feel that the converts they were accepting were sincere. Anyway, he was talking to us, but he, 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 so he's a very distinguished Talmud Chacham, and, and he was uh, talking to us about, about this issue, the problematic number of gay women Eretz Yisrael who are not really sincere, who are not really Bimakala Mitzvahs, or whose Kabbalah doesn't last in a, in a long-term way. So he says they once did, a, it's not conclusive, but they, they once did a kind of informal survey. So the, 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 Gitin, the Gitin in Eretz Yisrael all go through, go, are registered in the, with the Rabbanut. They have records of how they wrote the Gitten for different people. So they counted, they tallied apparently the Gitten of Gerim in particular, how many were written Ploni Hager and how many were written Ploni Ben Avramavinu. There was a disturbing number of Ploni Hagers. Now, obviously, it's not a statistically compelling sample. There could be a, there could be a, a correlation between divorce and not observance. Maybe the not observance of the Ger causes divorce, maybe vice versa, maybe the stress of the divorce causes a relapse from observance. But anyway, but uh, j- j- just a little bit of trivia. But, but this is the idea. On the one hand, anyone who's kosher, even if he's not a biological descendant of Avram, can be called, can be called a son of Avram, Ben Avram Avinu, Zaro HaKsherim. On the other hand, if someone is not kosher, we're reluctant to miyachis that person after Avram Avinu. Therefore, the Ram tells Rabbi Avadia, you should say, because Avram Avinu is your father, who Avicha. You can say, because it was given to Avram, and Avram is your father. Now, the ones that actually refer to historical events, he says, there, there's a little bit of room for, uh, for debate, he says. You brought us out of Mitzrayim, or you did Nisim Lavosenu for our fathers. There already, there, there is room to say that since we're referring to a concrete historical event, and, and not just Avram Avinu, we were referring to uh, not just Avram. Avram has a special relationship with everyone who's Kerem. Here we're referring to uh, the Jewish people in general. Maybe so he says, if you want to change that, if you want to say 
who took Israel out of Mitzrayim, who did Nisim to Israel, you can say that if you want. There, there is a certain logic to that. But you don't have to, he says. You can also, if you prefer, you can just say the standard text, he says. Because again, once you have joined, not just Avram is your father, once you have joined Tachas Kanfei Ashkina, and you have, uh, and, 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 and you, you cast your lot with us, there is no difference between you and us. You're the same as us. All the Nisim that were done to us, they were done both to us and to you. It says in Yeshaya, This is the Haftar we read on a fast day. At the Ben HaNechar, the Ram is understanding that to mean a convert, apparently. He might feel a divide, a division between him and, and, and natural-born Jews. Al Yomar, the Ben HaNechar should not say that. Ain again, ain shum hefresh klal. The Rambam says, "Beinenu, beinecha, lechal davar." You're exactly the same as us. And certainly says, you can say, "Asher bachar banu, asher nasan lanu, asher enchilanu." Hashem chose us. Hashem gave us. Uh, Hashem has a special relationship with us because He did choose you. He choose. He 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 gave you the Torah. He, he, the Torah is given to to Gerim and to natural born Jews. The Torah was given to anyone who wants it. When you choose, when you chose to accept it, Hashem gave you the Torah as well. The same chok, the same, the same law, it applies to you as well. The Torah considers itself applicable to Gerim as well as it does natural-born Jews. We don't have a caste system in that area, and therefore you certainly can say Asher Bachar Banu and so on. Furthermore, the Rambam says, it's not like we have such great yichus either. Our ancestors who left Mitzrayim, were the majority of them were idol worshippers, he says. They assimilated in Egypt. They, they, they learned the d- degenerate practices of the Egyptians. Um, until it was Moshe. Shem sent Moshe to separate us. But you know, we, we, we all started out in Moscow, we know some Messiah B'Shevach. We all have uh, ignoble origins. So, and, and, and you're in the same boat as us. And don't consider your yichus to be somehow inferior to ours, he says. We might be miyachis ourselves biologically, genealogically. Tavram Yitzchak and Yaakov, you are considered miyuchas to God himself. As per a pasuk in Yeshaya, ze yomer l'ashem ani Yaakov. This pasuk refers to Gerim, that Gerim are called the children of God. So you have a, uh, you have a glorious yichus. And as to the actual source in the Talmud, then he brings the Mishnah and Brachas, but he says that the Mishnah and Brachas are Meir Shita. We don't paskin like that. We paskin like Rabbi Yudah Shita and the Yushalmi. And that's why you say, Asher Nishpa, Hashem, Lavasenu, Avram is, is your father and our father and father of all the Tzadikim who, who walk in his way. Uh, and, and therefore, other Brachas and Philos as well, you don't need to change anything, and that is the Rambam's, that is the Rambam's rule. So you can see, again, as we said, the Rambam is operating on three levels here. He's operating on the halakhic level, he's discussing the Mishnah, the Brisa, how we paskin, the philosophical level, that Avram has to be understood as the spiritual ancestor of, of, of all those who adopt his, his perspective, his doctrines, the philosophical idea that a ger is identical to a natural-born Jew. There are certain halachas in which a ger is treated differently, but the Rambam very much emphasizes that a ger in worth and value and significance in his Jewishness is just as Jewish as a natural-born Jew. Asher Bachar Banu applies. He's, he's, we're all the same. We, have, we, we all had ignoble origins. The Rambam's position is often contrasted to that of Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, who is described as more of an essentialist. The Rambam is something of a universalist. Anyone can, can, can reach the same level as long as he chooses to do the right thing. Behuda Levi, I'm not as familiar with his shita, so I'm not going to get into it in detail, but he does take the position that there's something inherently special about Jews, and Aguirre, even though he's halakhically Jewish, still lacks some of the specialness of Jews. He says, 
He says it's true, if a ger converts, he will receive the schar, the, the, the bounty of Hashem, he will receive it, but lo yeshave imanu, he won't be exactly the same as us. Um, he goes on and he says that, he says that a, a, ger, a ger is wonderful, he says, a ger is, he says, lo yeshtave hager, nevertheless, lo yeshtave hager and nechnas betarasenu in ezrach, the ger is not identical to the natural-born Jew. Only a natural-born Jew can have nevuah. Others, that uh, they can be chachamim and chasidim, but they can't be nevuah. So a ger is close to a Jew, but not exactly the same. Again, in halacha also, putting aside Rabbi Yudah Chassid, putting aside Rabbi Yudah Levi here, in halacha there are certain differences. A ger can't be a king, a ger can't be on the Sanhedrin. There, 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 there are certain halachas that, that a ger is treated differently, but philosophically speaking, the Rambam very much plays up the universalist idea that anyone who chooses to accept the, the great truth of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of the Torah is identical to anyone else, even if he what, didn't, have the, didn't merit to be born naturally uh, in, in, into the Jewish people. Rabbi Yudalevi insists that there's something essentially special about Jews, and he, and he seems to say that a ger, as wonderful as he is, and as even though he can reach high madregas, but he can't reach the identical madrega that a natural-born Jew can. Sorry? Right. David Melech was came from Gerim, right? He came from Rus. So there was a great yeah. controversy about it. Yeah. So in, in a certain sense, we believe that even people, we very much do believe that, that even people who came from, even people who came from Gerim uh, can merit uh, can merit tremendously high madregas. Discuss another tshuva of the Rambam to to, to this Rabbi Ovadia. The second tshuva was about Islam. So this Rabbi Avadya had apparently gotten into an argument with his Rebbe, with his teacher. They were arguing about the Torah's perspective toward Islam. So Rabbi Avadya had argued that Islam is not of a desire. It's a monotheistic faith. It's wrong, he rejected it, but it's not of a desire. And the, his Rebbe, or name, but his Rebbe, had vociferously insisted that it is of a desire. And they had apparently had a heated argument and his Rebbe had apparently been quite sharp with him. You became uh, hurt. You were humiliated. And he, and he said about you, So, Pasuk and Mishle, I think, that we answer a fool according to his foolishness. He, he, he hurt him deeply. And he wrote to the Rambam. I don't know exactly what he wrote, but he wrote, basically, he asked the Rambam for clarification on the basic question. At are Yishmaelim considered Ovdevodizar or not? And also, I guess he expressed his hurt to the to the Rambam that how 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 hurt he was how hurt he was at the at the sharpness with which he had been treated by his Rebbe. In particular, the the Rebbe had argued that the reason Islam was Levodizara, he, he he said one particular ritual they have that they throw stones as part of a religious observance. That's like Markulis. Levodizara, the Chazal talked about Zorik Evan Markulis. I wasn't sure what the stone throwing meant. Someone suggested to me it meant that as part of the Hajj pilgrimage, they, they, there's some ritual involving the throwing of stones. But whatever it is, the, the Muslims in the Ram's time had some custom of throwing stones. And this, 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 Avad, this Rabbi Avadia's teacher had argued that that was a form of Avodah and, and Muslims are of Avodah and Rabbi Avadia thought that they were not. Now, obviously, the subtext there is that he himself had been a Muslim, and obviously... Even though he was, uh, he had converted, he had he had rejected Islam and joined Judaism. Obviously, he 
would prefer not to have been an idol worshiper in his, in his earlier in his life. So obviously it wasn't just an intellectual argument they were having. Obviously he had a personal stake here. He felt bad that his Rebbe was insisting that he, was, that he had been an over Zara previously. So the Rambam, this is a very famous tshuva, this tshuva, because this question of whether Islam is of Odizara is of, is of major practical importance. It's relevant to other areas of Allah as well, to Stam Yenam, to entering a mosque. It's, it's very important, obviously, to know what status, uh, what status we ascribe to Islam. So this, Rambam, this tshuva, the Rambam, is widely quoted by the, by the major poskim. In brief, uh, the, the Rambam is going to say that Islam most certainly is not of Odizara. And that, of course, is what we would, I think, understand as well, because Islam is a monotheistic religion. They, they have a Navi, Muhammad, and they believe that he, they, 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 have different, uh, they, have, they have different traditions about historical events and different mitzvahs and different Nevi'im, but at the end of the day, their God, their Allah, is not that different from our God. The, 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 the Muslim theology of, 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 the, of the nature of God, he's an incorporeal uh, uh, God with unity, and he's very similar to our God. So that's what the Rambam says. Tshuva. They're not Ovdevodazara at all. They, maybe, maybe the Arabs or the people who are now Muslims used to be Ovdevodazara, but today they are absolute monotheists. They, have a, they, they profess a Yichud Kara, Yichud Shein Badofi, a proper belief in monotheism without any uh, theological dubiousness. Now, the Rambam has a very uh, interesting barb. Apparently, I'm not familiar with uh, the Jewish-Muslim uh, debate in the High Middle Ages, but apparently the Muslims used to accuse the Jews of believing that God had a son. I'm not sure what that's all about. I mean, the Christians, I think, are the ones who believe God had a son. I'm not sure why the Muslims were, thought they can get any traction by accusing the Jews of believing that God had a son. But the Rambam says, just because they lie and slander us and claim that we believe God had a son, that doesn't mean that we should lie and slander them and, and, and lie about what they believe. We should take the high road. We should say that, uh, that, we, should, that we shouldn't say they're of Devad the t- they're liars, yes. The Torah says about non-Jews, that, non- that yes, uh, those who are not Jews lie. But the Torah said about us, Jews are honest, Jews tell the truth. We have to be honest, he says. So just because they are slandering us dishonestly, we have to be honest, we have to be fair with respect to them. They're not Avdevat Azar, just because we have our, our tensions with them, our disagreements, we should not unfairly slander them and say they're Avdevat Azar. Now, regarding the personal uh, aspect of this conversation, he says, he, he, he answered you, Shaloka Hogan, he made you sad, he angered you, he called you a fool, says the Rambam in Thundering Righteousness, Avera Gedola Biado. He's committed a terrible Avera, V'chait Gadol Chata, and he's a terrible, terrible sin. And, I mean, he's a Shogig, he should ask you, Mechili, he says, even though you're his Talmud, normally a Talmud has to respect the Rebbe, not the, the Rebbe shouldn't come groveling before the Talmud, but here he committed a terrible offense against you, he said, he has to ask Mechila. And after that, he should, have, he should fast and pray to Hashem for, 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 for Mechila. Ulai is capital of Yimchalo, Akel Yitzbarach, this, of course, is what we learn in Hilchasim Kippur, that you simply do tshuva before God. You can do all the tshuva in the world. There's no tshuva until you ask Mechila. Even after you ask Mechila, the Ram is saying you still have to, uh, he still has to do tshuva before God. So we should ask you Mechila, and then he should do serious tshuva. Was he drunk, he says? Did he not know that in 36 places in the Torah, the Torah told you to... Uh, to uh, the Torah told you... 
to be careful about uh, about not about not uh, hurting a ger. What happened to the Pasuk of a ger losone? You shouldn't uh, pain him with your words. This is all, even if he was right and you were wrong, he says, he still shouldn't have been so hurtful to you. He still should have explained it to you gently and had patience with you, he said. Certainly that you're right and he's wrong, he says. And, uh, and then, the Ram has, uh, then the Ram has a very, uh, very wicked, uh, very sharp ca- attack on this rabbi. He says, he's calling Muslims of Odazara. And he's saying he used to be an Ovid of Odazara, he says. He should worry about himself, because he got angry, he says. And the Gemara is so angry that he humiliated a Gertzedek, he says. Chazal say anyone who gets angry should be like someone who's Ovid of Odazara. So he wants to look for Odazara, he says. He should look in the mirror. He says, more than that, the Rabbim says, the, the, the Chiyuv that the Torah, the Torah commanded us to treat Gerim well, he says, is even greater, in a certain sense, than the, than the Chiyuv toward our parents. Parents, he says, we have Chiyuvim of Kavod and of Mora. We have to honor them and have awe, reverence for them. Nevi'im, he says, we have to listen to them. We have Elav Tishma, we have to follow a Navi, he says. You can honor somebody and have reverence for him and obey him. We don't love him, he says. And people hopefully love their parents also, but he said, the Torah doesn't demand that you love your parents. The Torah, all the Torah demands is respect them, have, have awe from them, listen to them, he says. But Gerim, you have to love the Gerim. I have to say Gerim, he says. That, that's a higher madrag, he says. The, the, the Gerim is unique. You have to love the Gerim. Just like you have to love a Kosh Baruch Who else do you have to love? You have to love... Uh, you have to love... Uh, you, you have to love... You have to love a Kosh Baruch and Akash Baruch Hu loves the Ger. Bo'ev Ger. Hashem is, oh, Hashem is described as being Ohev Ger. In order, and, and, the, and Hashem takes care of him and gives him uh, his needs. Bread and clothing. Incidentally, on the subject of the, these subtle distinctions between who you have to love and who you don't have to love, I, what, one little anecdote sticks in my head vividly from my time in learning in Yeshiva and Pasaic under Amir Stern. This was about 25, 30 years ago, probably. I, I, my memory may be faulty, but as I recall the story, people often used to want to leave yeshiva for the Yom Naram. They liked their local davening better. They, they're, they're used to it. They liked the Nusach. Yeshiva felt strongly people should stay in yeshiva for the Yom Naram. So I remember once overhearing a conversation, if I recall correctly, someone asked him to leave, uh, to leave permission to leave for Rosh Hashanah. So yeshiva said, why do you want to leave? So he said, I like the davening better. Where, where, where I'm where, in my family shul, or wherever he wanted to go. So Shiva looked at him thoughtfully, and he says, and this is just classic, classic, a classic Litvish approach, a classic, uh, classic approach from Ereshiva. He said, I know Chazal talk about Avas Hashem, they talk about Avas HaTorah and Avas Yisrael. I don't know if Chazal ever talk about Avas HaTfila. It doesn't say you have to love Tfila. Tfila has, you know, you have to have Kavanah in Tfila, you have to have the proper frame of mind, but it doesn't say love. So not everything is love. There are a lot of positive things, but you know, love is used in specific circumstances. Love Hashem, the Ram says, and love the Ger. And Hashem loves the Ger. So how can you possibly treat a Ger like this? He called you a fool, he says. Tame a Gadol, he says. A, a, man who would, a man who did this incredible thing, this incredibly wise and far-seeing thing. He abandoned his father and mother. He abandoned his place of birth. He abandoned his, his nation, his, and, and, he, uh, and his nation is powerful. The, the Muslims were, uh, were a fearsome nation. And, uh, and he, because he realized the truth, that he was able to see past all these uh, temptations, and he saw the truth in his heart, and he came to cleave with the, the Jewish people, which today is not in the ascendant. They're, they're reviled, and, and they're ruled over by others. And he, because he realized that their religion is true and, 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 and righteous, and he understood the Darche Yisrael, and he realized everything, and understood everything, and he, and he pursued Hashem, and he, uh, 
and he and he entered with the the, the shelter of the Kanfei Ashkina, and he's uh, following Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Shikol Neviim, and he wants the mitzvahs of Hashem, and he decides to come close to, to the Ar Hachayim, and to arrive, and to ascend the levels of the angels, and to l'smalach l'sanek b'simchas hatzadikim, and he abandoned the the nonsense of the world, and he's not interested. Someone who is a, such a uh, such a wonderful person like you, he would call you a fool. He says Chalila lecha. You're not called exil, kaf sin yud lamed, meaning fool. Hashem doesn't call you exil, ala maskil. Hashem calls you a maskil, mem sin kaf yud lamed, a fool play on words. He says, you're like Avram Avinu, the original iconoclast. He abandoned his fathers, he abandoned the, the land of his fathers, he, he followed Hashem. And that's what you did. You're not worthy of being called exil. Chas v'shalom. And he gives him a bracha, he who blessed Avram, Rabcha, Avram, your, your master, and he gave him schar and olam hazen, olam haba, may he bless you and give you your schar and olam hazen, olam haba, etc., etc., and may he, and, uh, and, and, and may, may you have a long life and merit to teach Torah to Hashem's people, and may you see all the nechamas, all the consolations, we're reading the Shiva de Nechemta now, may you see all the consolations that are, that are in store for Israel, may you merit uh, to experience them, and again, that was what they said to Yisro. Moshe said to Yisro, stick with us and you'll get all the, all the good that Hashem gives to us. And that's what the Rambam wished Rabbi Avad Yager. Again, this tshuva as well, a beautiful tshuva. You can see the Rambam operating on three levels. On the halacha, is, is Islam of Adizara or not? A, a, a technical, halachic, theological question. And, and then, the, and then the, the general philosophical question that, that, uh, that the, the status of the Gare in Judaism, again, the universalist idea, anyone who chooses to, uh, anyone who chooses to join the Jewish people is, is, uh, is, is, is special. And the personal level, he, 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 he understood deeply how hurt and how bad the Shabbat Avadya felt, and he, he, he comforts him with these uh, deeply moving and wonderful words of... Uh, Encouragement again, all within a, a very precise halachic and philosophical framework. But he encouraged them tremendously. I don't know how Ravadia felt. If I got a letter like this, it would, I would, it would help, certainly help cheer me up from the Rambam, no less. But th- these are two letters of the Rambam regarding Gary. For the duration of our talk tonight, I want to discuss one more Rambam. Up till now, we've been discussing the Rambam as a universalist in the sense that anyone in the world, by making the right choice, by choosing to, to follow Avram Avinu and become a Gare, He's just as, just as special, just as uh, beloved as someone who was born a Jew. There's, there's, the, the question is, what did the Rambam think about people who weren't, who did not choose to become gay? Can they be, what, what level can they achieve? So there's a very interesting Rambam in the end of the laws of Shemitah and Yovel. We're at the end of Shemitah this year. The, the, the Rambam in the end of Shemitah of Yovel, we're at the end of Shemitah now, this time of the year. This, 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 this point in history, and the, the Ram at the end of Hilchashmita Yovel. So the Ram has a, the Ram has a has a uh, has a, a thing he does that at the end of the many of the much of the Mishnah Torah is very technical and very uh, you know, formal technical halacha. At the end of each section, the end of many sec- many many sections of the of the Mishnah Torah, he says something inspirational, something philosophical. Like, for example, some of the laws of Tumantara, he says that these are all Xeris Akasavs, they're all technical halachas. However, there's a great, uh, there's a great remez in them. The remez is to tshuva. Just like a person who's soiled with Tumah can go to, the, go to a mikvah and, and, even know, and, and, and cleanse himself, uh, incredibly cleanse himself from the Tumah, so too a person can be soiled with the taint of chait, but he goes to the mikvah of the mech, he can immerse himself in the mehadas, and the, the Torah gave this wonderful remedy of tshuva, 
he can immerse himself in the Mehadas and become clean from the, the soil of Chet. So the, so the Rambam, in the end of Shemitah Yovel, he, he talks a bit about Matnas Kahuna, the idea that Hashem set up a system where Shevet Levi, the Kohanim and Levim, were supported without having to work. They were supported by contributions from the Jewish people to free them up for spiritual pursuits and to teach Torah to the Jewish people. And then the Rambam says a very famous and somewhat controversial passage, problematic and controversial passage. He says, for lo shevet levi bulvad, this idea that a person can devote his life to spiritual pursuits and not spend his time working for and earning a living, not limited to shevet levi. El kolish ve'ish, every man, they discuss whether it applies to women, women or not, but kolish ve'ish, mikolboi ha'olam, from all, all those who, uh, all the inhabitants of the world, who has been moved by generosity of spirit, and he understands that, the, that, the, that the, the greatest thing he can do is to devote himself, to stand before Hashem and serve Him. And he, and he walks in a straight path as Hashem made him. He casts off from his neck the, the yoke of, of, mundane, of mundane concerns. Such a person, Harazin is Kadesh, Kodesh, Kadashim, he is sanctified as holy of holies. The Yahashem Chelkov Nachlasul Olam, Hashem will be his portion and his inheritance forever, Laolme Olamim. The Yiskalab Olam Azeh, Hashem will grant him in this world, Dabra Maspiklo, something that will satisfy his needs, Moshezachalak of Adam Lalavim, just as Hashem gave the system of Truma and Master Manaskuna to the Kalanam and Lavim. Hare David Allah Fashalam Omer, David Amalek says in Tehillim, Hashem and Aschelki Vikosi Atatomich Garali, Hashem, you are my, my lot, my portion, you, you support my lot, you're my cup. So the Ramam says that anyone can, can reach this Madrega, he can cast off from himself the, the yoke of the mundane affairs of the world, not worry about working for a living, devote himself to God and to the service of God, and Hashem will take care of him. This comes up, of course, of course, in the debates about rabbis being supported by the community, kolel, people being supported by the community to study Torah, to teach Torah. Many, many people cite this Rambam as proof that that's legitimate. Others point out that the, the Rambam himself has uh, vehement, vociferous language about what a terrible chil Hashem is to take money for learning Torah, he has violent language about what a terrible, terrible thing it is. And all the Chum and the Gemara, many of them worked as manual laborers because it was do anything rather than anything lawful and dignified, like work, rather than take money for Torah, and, and, uh, which denigrates the honor of the Torah. So how to reconcile these two Rambams, is, uh, there, there's a great literature on uh, trying to understand exactly what Rambam's position is. We're not going to get into that part of the discussion now. We're not going to focus on that. What, what, what we're going to focus on instead is the, is the language of the Rambam, this is, that this Madrega is not limited to Shevet Levi, exclusively, Ella kol ish ve'ish mikol bai ha'olam. It's accessible to any man, mikol bai ha'olam, from anyone, any inhabitant of the world. doesn't say Jewish. Does kol bai ha'olam mean Jews, or does it mean anybody? So a number of Akronim have, have said that this seems to mean anybody, not just Jews. And, not, and doesn't mean a, a non-Jew can choose to convert and then become a ger and then be, reach a great madrega, it sounds like he can remain called by Ha'olam, he can remain not Jewish. And nevertheless, 
if he, if he devotes himself to the service of God, apparently even non-Jews can devote themselves to the service of God and can reach this tremendous madrega, Niskadesh, Kodesh, Kadashim. Elsewhere, the Ram talks about Hasidim, Masa'olam, having a chelik in Olam Haba. But here, according to the simple reading of the Rambam, a person, Mikol Bay Ha'olam, anyone, any inhabitant of the world, that he can that he can devote himself to God and he can and he can reach this this uh, lofty level of being considered niskadesh kodesh kadashim. Several years ago, several years ago, about a about uh, fifteen years ago, there was a discussion of this Rambam on the Svarim blog of Dan Rabinowitz of of Kent Mill. There was uh, there, there was a spirited a spirited debate about this Rambam among several and scholars about exactly how to interpret this Rambam. It began, actually, in an article in Tradition by Rabbi Arya Leibowitz. He was discussing the, the issue that we're not going to focus on today, that the, the Rambam's position on accepting money for teaching Torah is kolel and being paid for rabbinic services is that legitimate. So, so he wrote an article discussing this topic. Professor Menachem Kellner, who is a, who's, who's a prominent scholar of the Rambam, was also a big universalist. I, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with a lot of what he says, but, but he also argues that the, that, that the Raman's position was very much a universalist. Everyone is the same. Anyone can, can reach the same madrega. He says he understood Rabbi Leibowitz to be saying, that, that they, he understood this Arya Leibowitz to be saying that the Raman is talking about Jews. It's a fundamental mistake, he says. Raman is not talking about Jews. He's talking about Gentiles, unconverted Gentiles. As long as they're devoted to God, they can be as consecrated as the Holy of Holies. How do I know this, he says? Because he says the language is kolboy haolam. In every other place in the Rambam where he uses this expression, it is clear that he means human beings as such, in contradistinction to Jews specifically. In none of the cases does it mean gerim or bnei noach. There's no reason to think that here it's different. In a, uh, in a candid footnote, he writes, It's not that I'm such a bucky in Rambam, he says. Barilan Responsive Project. I, 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 I googled it. I mean, I, I Barilan did. I looked for all the references to kolboy haolam and the Rambam. And they all mean they all mean non-Jews. They don't mean Jews. He points out that many Jews know the phrase of "kol olam" from the Sanatokif, "kol olam maron," that all the people in the world pass before God like like maron, like sheep. Other interpretations that that itself comes from the Mission Rosh Hashanah. That Rosh Hashanah it says all the people all, all the people pass before God, and it means non-Jews as well. So this, the phrase called by Olam is not limited to Jews. Professor Kellner says it applies to non-Jews as well. Several other Chacham agree with, uh, with Professor Kellner. Several other Chacham agree with Professor Kellner as well. The Mishnah Yaakov, or Yaakov Rosenthal, he also says, this entire passage, he says, is Dvarim Neflaim Veniskavim. These are lofty and elevated thoughts. Ruim La Rambam, worthy of the Rambam, meaning the Rambam didn't get this directly from a Midrash, but this is Rambam's ideas, and these ideas are worthy of him. Ulam Yesh Lain, he says, he doesn't say Kolashvish Dafkami Yisrael, Mashman Degam Goy Bechlal Dvarim, Zeo Chidosh Gadol. It's a great Chiddush to say that, that, that a non-Jew can reach this madreg of Neskadish, Kodesh, Kadashim, Tarachian. He goes back and forth, he discusses it. Fine. But he also says that that's Pashup Shah and the Rambam. In a, in, in, in a response to Professor Kellner, there were a couple of responses on the Svarim blog, one by Rabbi Chaim Rappaport. Rabbi Chaim Rappaport is, uh, is, is, is a, a great Talmud Chacham in London. I, I, I have tremendous uh, respect for him. I, I like very much his... Uh, he's one of the most thoughtful, uh, erudite, thoughtful, incisive, and sophisticated thinkers in, uh, in orthodoxy today. 
he's a he's a he's a he's a chabadzker, and he was also in the office of the Rabbi Laura Jonathan Sachs in his bioethics. I think uh, he did bioethics work for him. So Rabbi Rappaport penned a note to uh, in response to Kellner. He says that the Ram, that Kellner said the Rama means kolishvish by means even non-Jews. First of all, he says, I want to note that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he was a, he was a, he's a, he's a, he's a member of Chabad, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, has said the same thing. When, when he said, when he noted when the Ram said, called by Ha'olam, the Rebbe wrote, the Rebbe, called Gamal Masa'olam, as per Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, called by Ha'olam, over in Lepanukim It says that all that happens to the world means non-Jews as well over there. And he connects it to the Ram Shita, B'chassidim, Masa'olam, Havachelik, and Olam Haba. And furthermore, he says again, it's clear, it's clear from the from the Rebbe that when the, that when the Rambam said a goyim mitzalim, he did not mean that if he's megayer, he means he can, he can reach the madrig of kodesh kadashim even without geiris. Then Rabbi Rabbi Rappaport says that uh, that the Rebbe that the Rebbe elsewhere he says noted similar to Kellner in his Barilan many other places in Mishnah Torah. With Ram uses the words by Olam or by Haolam, and it's clear that he means all men, not just Jews. In Elchas Tshuva, it says Bechal Shana Veshana every year Shoklan Avonos Kalechan Vechan Mibay Haolam Hashem weighs the sins of all that happen to the world again, not just Jews. In, uh, in he quotes a number of other examples, a number of other examples, and all people it's an head Hilchas Hadrin. The Ram says right Kol by Olam B'Tzuras Adam Rishon Hem Nevraim. All inhabitants of the world are created in the image of Adam Arishan. Um, one of the most, one of the clearest examples is in Hilchas Malachim. In Hilchas Malachim, the, Ram, the, the Rambam says that Jews have to keep the Torah and the mitzvahs are for Jews. The Torah mitzvahs and the Torah are for Jews. Moshe Rabbeinu lo hinchala Torah mitzvahs el Yisrael. Morasha kilas Yaakov. And, and anyone who converts as well, as per as we discussed earlier. Avol Misha Lorat, someone does not want to convert. It's a great thing to convert, but if you don't want to convert, you don't have to. Ainko for notes like We don't force a, a non-Jew to convert, not like some other religions that forcibly convert people. We don't force anybody to convert. We generally don't force people to convert. We do force everyone in the world, called by Haolam, to accept mitzvah. So only Jews are obligated and can be compelled to keep the Tarag mitzvahs and, and the Torah. But everyone in the world, called by Ha'olam, can be compelled to keep Zion mitzvah. So here again, clearly, called by Ha'olam means non-Jews. Non-Jews who don't convert, they can't be, we don't force them to convert. We do force them to keep the Zion mitzvah's brain noch. So, Rabbi Rappaport brings, uh, in the Rambam in his Seder Tfilos he brings, he says that, he, he brings the bracha, he brings a text, Kabetz Kavecha Me'arba Kanfasa'aretz, gather all those who are hoping for you from the four corners of the world, Yekiru V'yedu Kol Olam, in order that everyone in the world should know, meaning gather all the Jews, gather the Jewish exiles. By doing that, the whole world will know that uh, you are God, you are the only God, and you are above all the, all the kingdoms of the world. Again, it clearly means non-Jews. So all the Chum here really agreed. Professor Kellner, the Lavacher Rebbe, Rabbi Rappaport, the Mishnah Yaakov, they all really agree that called by Ha'olam does seem to mean all, uh, all people in the world, not just Jews. As to whether Kellner seemed to feel that that somehow, that somehow uh, completely rebuts the idea that this can justify Kolo, this can justify taking money for Torah, so they point out that that's not necessarily true. Jews, uh, Arya Leibowitz points this out as well, points this out, that just because it, it expands, even if we say it expands to include non-Jews, good to anybody, Jew or non-Jew, if he devotes himself to God, 
then Hashem will take care of them. But, so that, that certainly includes Jews. It's not only non-Jews. It's, if, if a non-Jew can be Nisqadish, Kodesh, Kodesh, and Hashem will take care of him, that applies to Jews as well. So then it's, it's, he said it's not, it doesn't contradict anything he wrote, that this can serve as a, as a kind of model for uh, not working for a living, devoting yourself to Hashem, and Hashem taking care of you. Again, how to square that with the Rambam elsewhere, who talks about what a, uh, what a terrible disgrace and chil Hashem is to take money for, to take money for, 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 for Torah. That's a topic that we're not going to get into today. That's a topic perhaps we'll discuss another time.